What up, Pack? Welcome back to Man Up. Today, we get to talk about a pretty awesome topic, finally. <laughs> finally. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, welcome back. We're so excited for you guys to join us um, this morning. We, uh, yeah, we get to finally, due to my, you know, slow reading ability, uh, don't judge me, but uh, I finally finished Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. So we are going to dive in to that craziness today on another edition of Man Up. Warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. Where are you men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. All right, guys. So before we jump in, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Save by Christ Apparel. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you know I love this company. They're great. They make high-quality products, um, bold designs. The whole purpose of their company is to have they, – they have bold statements. Every one of them pertains to the Bible, pertains to Jesus, and it just puts it in the back of people's minds because it stands out. Um, the graphics on it are great. It's super cool. I have a bunch of their stuff. It's high-quality. It's a great price. And on top of that, if you use the promo code JORDANN in all caps, you'll get 10% off. So go check them out at SaveByChristApparels.com. Use the promo code JORDANN in all caps to get 10% off. <laughs> all right, guys. So, um, yes, without further ado, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, so many of you know, you know, we've done the first three books. This is the fourth installment um, in the series. And... Uh, you know, like I said, you know, you guys know I've been, I've been reading it to my son um, at night, but uh, he usually falls asleep right away because <laughs> he's, you know, three years old and not into chapter books, which is great for me because uh, he falls asleep right away. Um, but then, yeah, then I end up laying in his bed and, you know, finishing a chapter. And I actually, in order to get through this, I had to do a little reading on my own. So I'm, I'm evolving. Okay. Um, <laughs> in your defense, it's a really long. The four and up are really long books. They're right? yes, they're they're crazy. Um, I mean, I think four is like eight hundred pages, right? Yeah, I lost count. Yeah, after like thirty, <laughs> thirty-five. Yeah, it was just kind of a blur. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it. Uh, but it was super fun. It was super. It was super great. You know, <clears throat> it kind of you know this is kind of off topic, but. The more I do this, the more, the more it feels good, and the more I do enjoy reading. You know, it's just one of those things. Mm. The more you do it, the more you enjoy it, kind of deal. And I am starting to really enjoy um, reading, especially you know, it wasn't a struggle for me to like read on my own when August wasn't there. Um, you know, because I did start enjoying it, and you do you get a sense of accomplishment. You know, when you when you read that last line of the book, you know, and you and you flip it closed. Um, or in my case, you know, sw swipe left. Oh, which um, I hate. I hate that. <laughs> I know. I know you do. I love it. I love it. I love uh, technology and, and electronics. and um, But uh, hard copies. Yeah. I like hard copies of it. And <laughs> But I'm, I'm super into books, though. You know, like yeah. I, I've been. I read all the Harry Potter books in like third grade. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but you do. You get a sense of accomplishment, you know, when you when you finish that final page, that final chapter, you know, the stu- the story kind of concludes. Um, yeah, it it feels good. So, anybody out there thinking about reading, it's worth it. Just push through the first three books, you know, and and then force yourself to make it through the fourth. <laughs> and and if you're not a reader, but you like the Harry Potter movies, honestly, go read the go read the books because like if you take if you're not into reading, but you take something that you really like that yes, you can like absolutely. read. So, cause it helps it play out in your head. You know, it gives right. you like a picture in your head while you're reading right? and it makes it way easier and it's way easier to get into reading that way. Yeah. I even, you know, like kind of what J dog's doing, you know, with the audiobooks. I mean, that's a great alternative too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so crazy. You know, I guess to, to just dive in, there's so much more, uh, information and backstories and um you know the scenes are so much more detailed in the books that you don't find in the movies and that's what's what's really cool um you know especially you know this was kind of you know i know we talked about the first three and there's you know there's characters here and there that don't show up in the movies and you know different kind of scenes that that don't show but this story actually was like i think this was by far the most Mm mm-hmm Un, you know, I guess, I don't know what the term is, but there was the most information in this book that was not in the movie thus far. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's insane how much that, that cliche that everyone says, like, oh, you need to read the books because there's so much more in the books than the movies. Yeah. Like, it's true with Harry Potter. Right. You no, know, it's not it's, true with some of them, but with Harry right. Potter, it's insane. And starting so from true. four and like one, two, three. Like, yeah, there's stuff missing, but four, five, six, seven, there's an insane amount missing. (laughs) Insane. Yes. It's like completely different. I mean, like, like four, you know, let's get it. Let's get into the overview here. Right. Like for those of you who don't know, um, obviously it's Harry Potter, right. Um, Goes to school and finds out that there's, you know, first off, they find out that there's no Quidditch and he's kind of pissed off. Yeah, he's bummed. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like that's that's what he likes to do the most, ride around on his broom and now right. he's not going to be able to do that. No, no. And so yeah, he finds out in place of Quidditch, um they are going to be hosting it's called the Triwizard Tournament. And pretty much, yes. you know, three schools, three wizarding schools um are all coming to Hogwarts, Hogwarts included. Um and each each school is going to select a champion, so there's only you know technically going to be three champions, um, or, yep. or supposed to be three champions, um, and they're going to com- compete for this you know this kind of grand prize, the Triwizard Cup. You know, and I mean they even say you know kind of uh, you know along with the cup and some money, you know you're going to receive you know kind of eternal glory. Yeah, as like the best you know the best wizard or witch in uh the whole, I don't know, out of the, See, the three, these are like the three biggest schools in right. like the eastern side of the world. Right. It's um, Bo Baxin, what's the other one called? Dumbstrang. Dumbstrang, and then Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Right. Right. So you have one, one selected out of each one to compete against each other to see what school has the best students. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, like I said, there's, there's, there's three champions, um, who who are going to be selected and you know kind of during the selection ceremony um 
Harry, Harry Potter's name comes out of the Goblet of Fire as a fourth champion. So obviously everybody's shocked and, you know, that's not supposed to be. Because in this in this series or in this book, you know, Harry's 15, 16, something like that. Um, I think he's 15. 14. 14. He's 14. 14. Um, yep, 14. And there's a rule with the Triwizard Tournament that no one under the age of 17 can enter their name because it's it's a dangerous yeah, se- it's seven, not, yeah and 17 is the wizarding like age of like our 18 you know right. like becoming an adult at 18 there's a 17 right yeah um yeah and and it's i think that rules justified because it is a dangerous tournament i mean it's not track and field day it's you know they're they're competing you know in some life-threatening situations you know they even yeah, no, talk and, about yeah, people dying is, in previous yeah, that's why they, they shut it down. They used to have right. this like every couple of years and they shut it down because students kept dying during this right. thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, so he gets he gets entered, he he goes through, you know, kind of the so we'll just kind of hit the three tasks um and then uh kind of go from there, but the first task they have to face a a dragon. They have to retrieve a golden egg from a dragon. Um and Harry just, you know, obviously, whether it's nerves or luck or skill or whatever, maybe a combination of both, he, uh, yeah, he succeeds with flying colors. <laughs> yeah. Literally, and, flying uh, colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, he uses his broom. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, And this isn't Puff the Magic Dragon either, okay? These are like, <laughs> yeah, they, right. they I, go into detail yeah. about how yes. dangerous these things yes. are. Well, I mean, literally the name of the dragon that he faces is the Hungarian Horn Tail. So, I mean, you yeah. can just imagine it's, yeah, it's kind of a beast for sure. Yep. It wants to kill anything it can. Right. And they're very protective of the egg that they are given to guard. Yep. So... Super um, protective. So that's the point. Like you got to get past the dragon, grab this egg, and then get back without dying. And right, right. And they even talk about that. Like you know, these full-grown dragons take you know probably half a dozen or more adult wizards to subdue them. You know, they don't. Mm-hmm. You can't just hit them with a <clears throat> with a spell and uh, and have them unconscious or something like that. Like they're yeah. No, if it, if it takes like a dozen. You know, like full-grown, powerful wizards. You know how many like kids who don't understand <laughs> yes. magic that will? It would take right. probably like twenty-four to thirty. You know, yeah. like more than double. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, and but one thing that sets up the ending, I, I skipped over it. I was like, "What the what the heck happens at the beginning of the book?" You know, I couldn't remember. Sure. The Quidditch World Cup. Right. Yes. So the Quidditch World Cup. So obviously, you guys know. You know. Um, Harry Potter, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with Lord Voldemort. Um, he's kind of the big bad. He's the he's the big scary guy. He's like um, the who's... Thanos of the Harry Potter world. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he Harry has a dream about him. Kind of, you know, he's kind of growing uh, in a sense. He's kind of trying to return to power, and you saw that through the book one, book two, book three. He's trying mm-hmm. everything he can. Um, to to get back to where he was literally come back from the dead and become like a full flesh and blood thing again yeah absolutely um so quidditch world cup you know they go in the beginning of the book and you know stuff kind of goes haywire after after the game um yeah a bunch of 
Death Eaters, which are Lord, Lord Voldemort's followers, you know, yeah, um, start attacking people during the right. Work. They come out with their old masks on, you know, yes. and they're attacking people, and then they kill somebody, and then one person throws up the dark mark, which is like the mark that is theirs, yes, you know, to represent like you know the Death Eaters, and uh, yeah, and then it turns out like oh my god, the the twist with this is just insane, <sighs> yeah. That's so it, actually, and one thing that they don't say in the movie that was I thought was super interesting in the book, um, specifically around this situation, was um, that Harry's wand was actually used to put the put the mark in the sky. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy, and I thought it was crazy too that Barty Crouch, right? He he, the yeah. you know he's like because in the movie you see him like try to attack. Ron, Harry, and Hermione, right? Like he just right. he sees them by the dark mark and he just instantly, like a bunch of wizards <laughs> attack them. Like probably would have killed them because there's so many different spells going at them. Right, right. And they but they duck and they they do, you know, um almost happens in the book. But one one part that I thought was crazy is because like Harry Potter destroyed, you know, the dark lord, right? Yeah. And in the I like in the book because Barty Crouch, like accuses harry of doing it when they find out it was from his wand you know yeah. is like you still did it and then they're like this is harry potter so i don't care you did it you know <laughs> yes. like right like the, the guy who killed them is the one who threw up his dark mark yeah at the yeah you know at the age of 14 solid yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> which you know in the movie i will give them this a lot you know just kind of credit where credit's due they do show a little bit of them getting attacked in in the movie mm-hmm. um but I mean, it's just a fraction of that whole situation. I yeah. mean, you 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 never meet Winky in the movie, and Winky's mm-hmm. like kind of a huge part of Winky is you know Mister Crouch's um, house elf. She you know she's his servant elf kind of deal, and I mean she plays a huge part in the book. Yep, and um, yeah, and you you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then. You know, you find out at the end that, you know, Barty Cross Jr. was sitting next to Harry Potter the whole time at the Quidditch World Cup. Yep. And and you have you have no idea about that in the movie. You would not know that if you didn't read the book. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just insane, that whole thing. So anyways, but so that happens, then you know, they go to school, find out about the Tri tournament, first task, the first task and they you know, the egg gives them a clue to what's happening in the second task. Right. And um so Harry warns. So the other the other um, participants in this, like the guy I picked from Hogwarts, is Cedric Diggory. Yeah, yeah, he he's the one from Hogwarts. Him and Harry, and <clears throat> Harry helped him. Harry went and told him what the first task was because Harry found out ahead of time. Because you're not supposed to know. You're just supposed right. to like drop in and then have to figure it out as you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine right. that, how terrifying that is. Oh it's, my goodness! I mean, it turned like in the book you find out that all you know, and in the movies actually like. All of the contestants knew that it was dragons. Yeah. You know, right. All yeah. of them knew, but you're not supposed to. So you imagine if they hadn't all cheated. Oh my <laughs> right. You know? Like right. you you go out this curtain and there's a giant ass dragon sitting and there. There's a dragon there? Like, oh man, what do I do? Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Right. Forfeit. Yeah. Forfeit. Actually, you yep. can't. So no. the reason, like all of you all of you guys after you know that haven't watched the movie and stuff, like, why didn't Harry Potter just not do it? Right. Right. Well, the names have to be put in the Goblet of Fire. And the Goblet of Fire is like a 
magical contract. Yeah. So it, it'll like, uh, they, they don't tell you exactly what'll happen if you don't do it. Right. Right. But they, they, they kind of say imply it's it. Yeah. Like they kind of imply where I feel like it'll hurt him physically not to do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, they, they, you know, once you enter your name in the Goblet of Fire, I mean, you are signing that contract. And although Harry didn't physically put his name in the fire, his name got in the goblet somehow. And when it came out, yeah, he was Binding a part of that contract. It's like, it's like when contract. you signed to join the military, you know, you can, right. you can leave, but you're going to prison. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. And right. this one is you, you know, you can not participate, but you'll probably die. Yeah, or go to Azkaban, you know, yeah. their prison, you know, yeah, absolutely. Buying a contract. Right. So it's, I mean, so he can't drop out. He has to do it. But anyway, so, you know, Cedric Diggory, yeah. though, helps him with the second one. Yeah, is, absolutely. You know, because you know, he figures this, it out. Right. This egg that, um, well, and he figures it out because he was tipped off, too. You know, you find that out yeah. later. Um, but Only uh, in the book, though. Only in the book, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind no, of find no, out. No, no, no. You, yeah, you find you out in the end. movie at the yep. very end. Um, but yeah, you this find out he was tipped yeah, off as well um, by Professor Moody. So Professor Moody is their new. You know, obviously, if you've listened, even if you've just listened to our previous podcast on this, um, you find out. You know, they have a hard time keeping teachers at Hogwarts, <laughs> especially Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. Um, so th- there's a new one this year, like normal and uh he yeah he's the one that tips off his name is professor moody mad eye moody but he tips off cedric for the egg and then so on so forth you know cedric to harry but i can't um, i can't wait for you to finish this series um i can't wait for you to read five and six because then you'll understand why they can't keep a defense against the dark arts teacher interesting yeah I mean, I wasn't, my mind wasn't even there because like each story kind of like has a good reason why the defense against Star character teacher left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for there, yeah, for there to be an overall reason. Yeah. I feel like it has something to do with Snape. <laughs> yeah. Shrug your shoulders at you. me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so he figures out the clue and the second task he has to so there's a lake on the grounds of Hogwarts um, called Black Lake and uh, he has to pretty much the clue is that something was stolen from him something very dear to him was stolen and he has to search for an hour underwater um, to find this item that was taken from him um, and yeah for those up- of you who don't know you know, I mean, how many you can hold your breath underwater, right. like 50 feet down? Yeah, absolutely. For an, for an hour. hour. For an hour. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, but magic. <laughs> but magic. Exactly. Um, and th- this is a part that is completely different from the movie. Yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was a little bummed because... Uh, you know, in the movie, it um, you know, Harry swims down to the bottom of the lake or whatever, and he's searching and searching. He finds so there's mer people. Everyone there's mer people um mm-hmm. at in this lake, and they're the ones who took um the the people. So yeah, yeah just the, to tell the you that the items they, are the people. 
Yeah, the items are the people. Um, yep. for Harry, it's Ron. Yep. Um, for uh, for Crumb, it's uh, Hermione because they're kind of seeing each other in this book a little bit. Um, for Cedric, it's Cho because they're dating. And yep. then for uh, Fluel Delacour. Well, Delacour, um, it's her little sister. So, yeah, yeah, each person has another person waiting for them at the bottom of the lake. Um, and so Harry swims down or whatever. And and the way the movie depicted the mer people, they were kind of like savagely, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, you know, it talks about Harry swims down and there's like he's going through a little village, you know, there's houses and the mer people are coming out of their houses. And like, you know, I picture him kind of just like walking down their main street and they're just <laughs> kind of like peeking out their windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but in the movie, it's not like that at all. Yeah. No, they kind of like, they kind of depict him as like a, like African tribe or something. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. But in like the- a, Amazon in the movie, jungle. They're, just, they're normal people, you know, like things people like, like Atlantis type of right. thing, you know, right. like yeah. uh little mermaid type of thing, right. you right. know, where they have, yeah. they live in cities, they houses they have, and cities. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they have, you know, markets and sit there and play video games and whatever. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So Harry has to figure out how to stay underwater that long and go and find Ron and, Cedric in the movie, Cedric Diggory has a book that talks about gillyweeds. So, uh, or not Cedric, Jesus, Neville, Neville Longbottom Neville. has a book talks about gillyweed. Yes. And in so he gets gillyweed from Neville. Yeah. And, it, but in the book, <laughs> um, little Dobby <laughs> steals gillyweed <laughs> yeah, from out Snape's of, cabinet from Snape. right. <laughs> and gives it to Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Dob. Dobby gets just crapped on in the movies. He does. He does. You know, um, he's he's definitely the more I read, uh, he he plays a much larger role than the than the movies depict him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you, from anyone who's seen the movies, you know what happens to Dobby in the seventh movie, right? Yeah. He dies. But in the books, if, if they would have took the movies, because that's like a huge moment, right? Like, right. You know, he loses he loses Hedwig at the beginning of that. And then yeah. in that movie, at the end of the movie, then he loses another of his like best friends, you know, and right. Dobby. But it hits you in the book so much more, obviously, because Dobby is in from two and up. He's in every single book sure. way more than the movies, yeah. you know, make him. So they just... Like I, I wish they would have included him in it more to have like a right. bigger impact when they kill him instead. When they kill him, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And for those of you who watch the movie, you know he dies. For those of you who haven't, spoiler, whatever, you should by now. Um, Dude, my wife cried, and when Dobby died, her, yeah. So she yeah. she never watched Harry Potter till after we got together for I one. Know, my, so I mean, my wife, my wife still won't watch Harry Potter. Yeah, it's stupid. Okay, it's great. <laughs> There's a reason why it's one of the biggest selling books. Okay, yes. damn it. But um, it's her favorite character, and she cried. Her favorite nice. character out of the whole series is freaking Dobby. Dobby, and she never read the books. Okay, sure. So just from the movie, so if she read the book, she'd really like him. But I hate Dobby. Dobby's creep me out. I got to fear like tiny things, you know, like short things, anything <laughs> yeah, dwarf related. Right. Like they just bother me. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Harry completes the second task, um, and he's actually now, you know, not only is he kind of like forced into this Triwizard Tournament, he's actually tied for first place um, after the second task Yeah, with, which is, with Cedric. Yeah, um, so which is crazy. Two, I know. Um, so it's two Hogwarts champions, you know, kind of running at it for first place. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot, I feel like there wasn't too much that happened between task one and two. But between task two and three, a lot more kind of goes oh, down. Yeah. yeah. And all of that, all of that is out of the movie. All of it. I know. In the movie, it kind of goes right from, yeah, right from two into three. Um, and then kind of the to the climax of the movie. But there's so much, you know, obviously you see in the movie after task, you know, after task two, you see Mr. Crouch um, die. Murder. Yeah, murdered. You find him, mm. you know, Harry finds him in the woods kind of deal. But in the book, Harry doesn't find him. Nobody finds him. Yeah, no, he just goes missing. He just goes missing. He's missing, you know, <clears throat> he's been kind of out sick from work for a long time, and then he just vanishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he shows up in the book. He comes stumbling out of the forest while Harry's talking to Crumb. And, um, yeah, he's just dazed and confused and talking kind of nonsense and wants to talk to Dumbledore, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the movie, you know nothing of this. Yeah, no, you don't even think that anything of it, you know? Barty Carter's right. dead. Right. And yep. and they, they show him at the second task in the movie, mm-hmm. but he's he's not at the second task in the book. No, he's already missing before then. Yeah, he's already out sick. Yeah, out sick. You don't right. find out he's missing, obviously, until in between the second and third task. But right. he's gone. He's gone before the second task. And he's, like, mailing in letters to Ron's <clears throat> older Percy, brother. Yeah, Percy. Yep. Who is, is his assistant now. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's he, nuts. It is. So he comes stumbling out of the woods. <clears throat> and... um you know, he kind of, like I said, he's talking nonsense or whatever. So Harry tells Victor, you know, Crumb to stay with him. He runs back to the house. And by the time he gets back, you know, Crouch is gone. Yeah, Crouch is gone and Victor is out cold. Yeah, he's knocked out. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's down for the count. Yep. Um, and then, uh, and then Barty Crouch is never found again. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's just it. That's just it. You know, um, uh, yeah, he, 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 he does gone. die then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you find out later that he he is dead, um, and actually, so uh, he he is indeed yeah killed right there. Um, but I thought it was crazy because you find out later, <clears throat> you find out later that um, so in the movie they find his body, like I said, mm-hmm. but you find out later that um, the man that killed him in the book. And in the movie, because now you can see, uh, yeah. he transforms him into a single bone, his body, and then buries his bone. Yep. So it goes from this full-length body down to this little bone, and then he just buries the bone. Yeah. And that's why he's never found again. So so in the movie, you, they find the body. Harry finds the body. In the book, nobody finds the body. Yeah, no one at all. It's so – I mean, it's so crazy. All like the whole after the second task in the book, like they had, there's a couple little things in the first part, you know, right, right. 
but but after the second task is like that's the majority of the fourth book and that yeah. in the movie is just like quick little bang 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 all details left out type of thing yeah and it's it's i wish so i wish harry potter would have been made at the time of when not even cgi because you know whatever obviously it would have been better for with better cgi you know yeah but at the time where they were okay with three and a half hour movies because then i think they would have been able to keep a lot more of the detail in the movies yeah you know because like i mean all the marvel movies now are over three hours like or <laughs> yeah, the ring right. stuff if right. you get the extended right. editions is like four hours a pop yes right you know so i, I wish they would have done harry like the like At the least... seventh book is a part one and two right you know right. i wish they could have done that probably for four four five through... six you know four through seven they could have done right. double parts absolutely you know so i wish Either double parts or like you're talking like come out with like a, you know, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire extended mm -hmm. edition kind of deal. Yeah. You know, but they didn't start doing the double parts and long movies till the, they started filming the seventh movie, which is why you finally get a part one and two. But if they would have come to that a couple years earlier, you know, we'd have a four part one four you know, so much more info, I think in there. Cause for those of you don't know, JK Rowling had, say in every every decision that was made like she could sure shut it down if she didn't like it which not a lot of people do with the authors right right which yeah i think with something like this you have to i mean there's Mm -hmm. it's such a complex universe that she built um you know i think it was a a wise move on kind of the director's part to to include her in the decisions yeah the only the only other books i think that have that is uh um lord of the rings Oh, sure. Like, obviously, okay. he was dead when they made the movies, but his, his right. family had, you know, his say. son had say in how sure. the movies and stuff were going. Because it's just, like you said, it's so complex. Like, this, is, this isn't this is just another movie. Like, they build whole worlds, like a whole universe of their stuff. Yeah. It's like the whole Marvel thing, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's just, like, Stan Lee had a say in everything that goes on with sure. Marvel until he died. Right. You right. know? Like, when you make something this complex, you have to. Yeah, which sidebar, I just read an article that they are, they just got, um, Marvel just signed a contract with Stan's, Stanley's family to where they're allowing him to, or allowing Marvel to CGI Stanley into up and coming movies. Okay, that's really cool. Actually, yeah, absolutely. that's really yeah, cool. For sure. Yeah, for those um, of you who don't know, Stanley invented Marvel <laughs> yeah, comics. Yeah. Right. And he has a cameo in every single movie. You can yep. find him in there with different parts, completely different characters, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. He's the only one in the the universe that has completely different characters, you know. Oh really? Which is well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean he's oh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, else yeah. has a role that plays through, sure. you know, like the same person. Right. And he's just random cameos. Um <laughs> it's awesome. And now now they're gonna CGI him in. I think that's super cool because he yeah. he died like what year two years ago? Yeah, a year and a half, two years, something yeah. around there. But anyways. Um, yeah, so so Harry moves to the third task. You know, he's, he's you know, after all this kind of stuff happens. Um, so I just want to touch on two. Serious, serious Black, Harry's godfather, we met him um, in the last book, is a much bigger role in mm-hmm. the book, Goblet of Fire, than in the movie. You don't really see Sirius in, in the you know, you see Harry write him a letter or so in the movie, but you never see a response. Well, 
okay, you know, they talk a couple times through the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talk here and there, but I mean, Harry's in constant communication with him in the movie or in the book. Yeah. And he even serious, even reaches out to Dumbledore at one point yeah. in the book, you know, right. to make sure that the stuff going on with Harry that Harry told him about isn't, you know, like basically have Dumbledore watch over him. Right. And, and it, it makes me so mad in the movies because that is my favorite character. Serious. Yes. He's only yeah. in books three, four, and five. For those of you who've watched the movies, um, and if you haven't, I'm about to spoil something, but Sirius Black gets killed in the fifth one. Right, right. You know, and he is instrumental in three, four, and five. I mean, completely. Like he's oh, you find yeah. out so much more about him. There's right. so much stuff going on with him. And then, but in the movies, he just gets I mean, he gets cracked on like Dobby, basically. He does. He does. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't play a huge role in the movies at all. And he's such a, a pivotal character in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you even, you don't find out, you know, that Dumbledore actually told Sirius to come to Hogsmeade, you know, mm-hmm. and, and gave him, you know, he's hiding in a cave pretty much out, outside of Hogsmeade and Dumbledore's like, yeah, who do you think told him about the cave? You yeah, know, exactly. I like okay. to keep him close in case, you know, because obviously they know something, someone bad put Harry's name in, you know, something is right. happening that they don't know, you know, they don't understand. But Dumbledore makes sure that Sirius Black is close enough it's where close like, by. hey, if something crazy happens, I can get you here to help me, you know, right. protect Harry. And he does. And he does. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point in time, Harry or, you know, Sirius is walking around the school as a dog. You know, but he comes and stays with Harry, you know, when he's in the hospital and lays Mm -hmm. by his side and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. And you don't like it's such such a big moment because the the thing that makes Sirius Black's death so crazy is because he was Harry's godfather. Right. Yeah. His dad's best friend, his godfather. He was the guardian of Harry. And in the movies, I mean, they don't build the relationship up enough, I think, to have the full impact of his death. It kind of, you know, it kind of it's it's. If you only watch the movies, like you're saying exactly, when they don't build that relationship. So when he dies, Hera's reaction to his death doesn't make sense because you're Mm -hmm. like, you barely know this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he's your godfather, but you've talked to him like five times in three years. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. So you're like, ah, you know, this doesn't make sense. But in the book, it absolutely makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, The first time I read the book as a kid, I bawled my eyes out when Sears Black died. (laughs) Because he he was he was my favorite characters, at, you know. As soon as I got to book three, like even the end of three, I was like, I love this dude. Yeah. And then four yeah. in the book, obviously, I mean, he's a b- big part of it. Even if he's right. not like in this scene, you know, yeah. like they talk about Harry, you know, Hermione, Harry, you need to tell Sirius right now, right? You yes. know, and then they talk yes. about him, and they're worried about him getting caught. Like there's so he's right. in instrumental. You know, in yeah, all three absolutely. of these books. And then yeah. in the movies, he's just like, oh, he's here. You send yeah, him two letters, right. you know, he talks. Give him a hug one fire. time. Yeah. yeah. And then and then he dies. And then Harry loses his freaking mind and tries to kill <laughs> one of the most powerful dark wizards, you know, right. that there ever was. Not Lord Voldemort, yeah. but he tries to, you know, kill Bellatrix after. And it doesn't right. make sense in the movies at all. No, no. Uh-uh. And uh, I, it was funny. I actually, I didn't realize this so not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, uh, after I finished the book, I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to start the other book yet, but I want to watch Order of the Phoenix movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched Order of Phoenix, you know, and, and that ending scene, Harry actually uses the Cruciatus curse on Bellatrix 
to, mm-hmm. to downer, you know, and, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why, but I just kind of picked up on that the other day. So, yeah. Um, that's not in the book. Oh, I'm going to spoil that for you. Yeah. Um, also one thing that bothered me, I'm going to spoil this too, is you know how in the movie <laughs> and we're talking about five, I know I'm sorry guys, but it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. you, you know how we roll here. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever yeah. thought gets in our head, we just say it. So <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> but in the movie, whether um, that ending scene before Sirius dies, they're dueling those two wizards, right? Yeah. Malfoy and whoever the, you know, pitiful death either is next to him. Um, right. And he goes, nice shot, James. Right. Yeah. Because in the movie, they depict Sirius Black as like just thinking of Harry as James. And that sure. pisses me off too. Sure. You yeah, know, yeah. that doesn't happen in the movie. He's not that like. Doesn't happen in the book. In the book. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the book. He, he, he treats Harry like. As Harry. As Harry, as his, like, more of a son. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, a father-son relationship is what they build up in the books. And you don't, you know, even in four, you see that. Absolutely. Right. So, it it just, it bothers me so much because, again, it's just another point where they, like, they just, it doesn't make sense. do serious dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a father figure, you know, and he, he does more, like, yeah, he, you know, like, in the movies, you see him, like, Sirius Black kind of pushes him to keep, you know, like, do this fight. Sure. You know, and right, he, he does right. that in the book, but he does it in a fatherly way and cares. Sure. You know what I mean? So right. it's just, but yeah, anyways, guys, so back towards uh, the final task, because this this is the biggest part of the book, like the most important climax of the book is yeah, task three. Absolutely. So task three, just to give you an idea of what it is. So they turn the Quidditch field into a huge maze um, and it, Stretches far beyond the Quidditch field, but that's where it starts. Yeah. Um, they turn it into a huge mage, maze, uh, 20 foot high hedges. So, and they're enchanted. So, I mean, people can't just kind of crawl through them. Um, but uh, yeah, their task is to enter the maze and find the, the, like I mentioned before, you know, the Triwizard Cup is what they're all after. And they have to find it in the center of the maze yeah um, while getting while getting through a bunch of different basically guards right absolutely i think of, i think of like in the movie no exactly i think of like pac-man you know you're kind of going through <laughs> yeah. trying to eat the things but then there's those little ghosts that try to like they're walking around too <laughs> yes um and so like yes. that's a better depiction of which is really sad if you think about it that's a better depiction of what actually happens in the book compared to what they actually faced in the movie yeah because it, there was nothing in the movie no no except except like a hedge you know yeah there was a little tried, hedge tried yeah, to and eat then cedric victor yeah you know was enchanted but there's so many like they run into the giant spiders from Harry Potter, the second Harry Potter. Yep. Um, um, they run into a Dementor, which turns out to be a Boggart. Yep. And then they run into which, if you, um, because because they're they're two different completely spells that you have to use on those, so you have to recognize right. which one. And Harry does, yeah. you know. But also, um, the Sphinx too is huge. The Sphinx, and then the blasted ended Scroot. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which in the movie you just why the hell did Hager do this? Well, you know, in the book you find out that is why. So and I don't remember blasted egg ended scroots in the movies. Oh at, at all. No, they did cut those out. The only thing they, they talk them. about Hager's class with is the 
Nothing. 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 Nothing in the movie. Hagrid's class is, oh. is Hagrid's class is in Prisoner of Azkaban with the the uh, uh, Grifford or what's oh my that gosh. horse Hippogriff. eagle Hippogriff? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they talk about that in three, but his class isn't even mentioned in yeah. No, in it's four, not. which is in the movie, anyways. Which is built up like you. So in the book, guys, what we're talking about is the blast into scroots are like basically giant worms yeah, with yes. armor all around them. They sh- shoot fire out their butts and then they have giant <laughs> pincers for heads. They're basically yes. just these crazy things that can, and pincers. they get to the size of people. <laughs> but yeah. the, they're basically the size. They are bigger than people. You know, they're they these are. huge Absolutely. giant they're worms. They're 10 feet they long. The book, it, yeah. Yeah. In the book, Hager has a ton of them that yes. he makes his fourth year class like race and everyone's yeah, pissed right. because they just they keep getting burned they go into the hospital they're getting their butts kicked by these things right right and in the book you're like hager just going crazy but then at the end of the book you're like yeah okay oh, this is why yep yeah. this is why yeah so yeah so he he faces i mean harry faces all these things you know the mm-hmm. boggart that p- turns into dementor the blasted and screwed um and then yeah the sphinx mm-hmm yeah, which was so in the book, it's uh, the body of a lion and then the head of a woman. Yep. Um, and pretty much, she says she gives she gives Harry an option. She goes, "What does she say?" She's like, "Solve my riddle and you can pass, but if you get it wrong, I'm gonna attack you." Yeah, yeah. The way I took it too was like, "Okay, solve the riddle. You you go on. You know, you don't have to fight." Yep say the wrong answer and she's probably going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. There is a little clause in there that she says, you know, if you stand still, you won't get hurt kind of deal. If, you know, when she attacks, if you get it wrong and she attacks, you're supposed to stand still. But I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Do you just stand still until after she like pounces or does she just kind of circle you until you move and then she mm-hmm. attacks? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I kind of took it like that too. Um, but anyways, Harry solves the riddle and gets past yeah. her. And I feel like they kind of do they kind of do Harry dirty big time in this book too because they make him as just this incompetent guy who just gets by on luck and all these tasks. Sure, right. You know, right. But in, but in the book, he like I mean, he yeah. gets through all those obstacles completely by himself. He right. Figures out the riddle. He beats the Bogart. You know, which is a Dementor, his biggest fear. And right. he still does it inside this thing. He gets past all this stuff, you know, and he's more competent in the other tasks than what they say right. he is. It's right. just, they, they kind of do Harry dirty too. And they don't show in the movie, they don't show Harry training for any of these tasks, mm-hmm. um, which kind of plays into what you're saying, you know, him getting by on kind of luck. Um, but in the book, I mean, him and Hermione and Ron stay up all hours of the night using, you know, abandoned classrooms or empty classrooms to practice new spells and new curses and new um, mm-hmm. magic to yeah, which, help him. Which I think, because um, in five, for those of you who've seen the movie, he, they start um, Dumbledore's army. Right, right. You know, and it's that that builds it's, up from four it, into that. It does, that, because he knows all these different kind of, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point, because when you, when you get to the movie, you're like, okay, yeah, like here, obviously Harry Potter is the one to lead Dumbledore's army because he's Harry Potter. But if you read the book, it's not just because he's Harry Potter. It's because he's actually put in the time and the effort to learn all these new spells. Mm-hmm. And 
two, like they don't, yeah, they don't build Harry up at all. So in, you get to five and you're like, okay, I get he's, but they kind of make him get by on luck through yeah. one, two, three, and four in the, <laughs> in the book movies. Right. So when you get to five, you're like, okay, mm. how does, how does Harry even know all this stuff? Right. Right. You know, but in the, in the book, you're like, wow, you know, Harry like is a very competent, powerful wizard. Uh, right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it's, <clears throat> okay. So Harry ends up meeting up with Cedric Degree inside the maze and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and they kind of meet up right at the, at the cup, you know, not mm-hmm. too far from the cup. They can see the cup. And so Harry ends up saving Cedric's life uh, inside the maze. And so there, there's kind of a, a short moment where they're arguing back and forth because Cedric actually reaches the cup first. Mm-hmm. But then um, Cedric is like, no, you take it. And Harry's like, no, you take it. And they kind of go back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, um, Cedric could have touched it first. But when Harry saved his life after that, because Harry, Harry could have left Cedric to die. Right. But instead, Harry saved his life. So that's why Cedric is like, you do it. You know, even though he had the opportunity to get there first afterwards. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, which I think is a cool one thing I think, too, is like in the book, you find out more about Cedric. Like he's a super yeah. good, he's, noble, he's good powerful guy. kid, you know? Right. Like, and in the movie, I mean, they they do like imply it. But in the book, you right. really see it. Yes. You know? Yes. And it builds it up. So they get at the in. They have a trophy in the middle of this maze. That's what Cedric could have reached first. So they're like Devin said, they're going back and forth on. No, you get it. No, you get it. And then they ended up like, OK, we're going to do this together. Right. You know, we'll have right. two Hogwarts champions. Yep. And uh, so they do it together. And at the same exact time, they both touch the trophy because that's how what you had to do to win. Yeah. And uh, man, did they get a surprise? Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the the trophy is. So one thing we didn't mention is, you know, this is kind of the first time that a, uh, a port key is inter- introduced. Um, and oh, so yeah, at the beginning to go the to beginning. the Quidditch World Cup. Yep. Yep. Um. And so what a port key does is when someone touches it, it transport them to another place uh, in the world, mm-hmm. wherever that port key is set up. You know, it's not just like a you pick a place. It has to be like linked to a place. Mm-hmm. And so um, this Triwizard Cup that they both grab turns out to be a port key and it transfers them to a, uh, a graveyard pretty much. Um, yep. And this is where, yeah, this is where things get real interesting. Yeah, this is, and this scene, <laughs> I mean, we talked about this, this whole scene is so crazy oh my compared goodness. to okay. the movie. Yeah, there's so much that happens. You know, if you've seen the movie, you kind of know what happens in this graveyard. Um, some spells are performed, some, you know, kind of spells are cast and Voldemort actually comes back. So this is where, you know, Voldemort comes back to life. He gets his body back. He's flesh and bone. He's a grown wizard now. Um, and he comes back, but the whole scene, I mean, we could probably spend the next hour just talking about this. Yeah, scene. It's, it's so crazy, but, um, I promise right guys, away, we'll, we'll try to keep it under an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right yes. away though. Um, Wormtail, who, you know, we talked about in our last, yeah. the last one where we talked about Harry Potter three, um, Peter Pettigrew like yes. comes out and he kills Cedric. He kills Cedric. That's like right the, the big bat. opening part of this with yeah. Voldemort's wand, though. You're right. 
Yes. That part. Because that, that part key. plays into later in which the end. That's key. why we yeah, that's why we yep. specified he does not kill Cedric with his own wand. He nope. kills him with with Voldemort's um, wand. Voldemort's wand. Yep. Yeah. Um so and then he, he so Wormtail ties Harry up, you know, he kinda like forces him against and binds him and stuff. Um so Harry's, you know, not able to move. And then Wormtail begins this whole um ritual or you know kind of spell or whatever and mm-hmm. to where he uh he there's this big black cauldron there and it's boiling and stuff and Voldemort is kind of this shriveled old baby um he kind of yeah, looks like you know really... he's just real disgusting looking yeah if you've really seen the weird. movie like it's that's creepy yeah absolutely and i think it's the movie creepy. does a good a good job depicting uh, mm-hmm. What the book kind of describes Baltimore looking like at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. I, um, I think they did pretty good in that one. Yeah, right. And so, pretty much, um, yeah. Wormtail throws Baltimore into this cauldron. He takes bone because so the graveyard is significant. This is where Baltimore's parents were were buried, or at least his father. His father. Um, yep. Yep. And so there's a bone there. Not his mom. Sure. Um, so Wormtail takes a bone from his father, puts it in the cauldron. He Wormtail cuts off his own hand and dumps that into the cauldron. And then he takes blood from Harry and puts it into the cauldron, which is key also. Yeah, um, which which you find out he didn't need to come back. Right. Yeah. He, he could have needed used anybody's the, yep. blood. He could have used anybody's blood to come back, but he specifically wanted Harry's blood. Um and so, Which puts it in there. Isn't in the movie. It's not in the movie. No, exactly. And honestly, I had to read it twice in the book to be like to make the connection. Yeah, because it, it, it's <clears throat> implemental in um every every moment afterwards. Absolutely, like right. that. That single thing is what because because after Voldemort, you know, comes back, he explains. Yes, he, he calls explains. his Death Eaters first, but then he explains everything. Everything. How he came, you know, how Wormtail found him, where he was hiding, um, how he got to where he was, how, I mean, he connected with Barty Crouch Jr., which is Barty Crouch's son, which is who mm-hmm. killed his, you know, Barty Crouch, you know, son killed father kind of deal. Um, and so the whole reason Harry's blood is so important is because if you remember from the first book and this is what i thought of um when harry touched professor quill's face mm-hmm. he i mean disintegrated i mean yeah he, he died touch him because right. he had voldemort for those of you who didn't go back and listen to it but voldemort was like inside of him basically right yes know? um and so when harry's mom put herself in the middle when she sacrificed herself for harry she kind of like put a shroud of it was protection a spell. around. Yeah, it yeah. was her killing herself. She It was a spell the way she did it. Right, so Voldemort could never touch Harry again. Mm-hmm. And that's what her sacrifice meant. And so, but by specifically using Harry's blood to come back, he kind of got inside that shroud of protection. So now he can touch Harry. Yep. And that's and, why it was so important and detrimental to. Yeah. And point. I mean, in the movie too, he goes, now I can touch you. And then Harry, you know, he touches Harry. But right. It's like, Which, yeah. They don't explain that at all in the movie. They don't. No, not at all. No, they don't. Um, 
So Voldemort's back. He goes through this whole monologue of how he came about, how everything happened, why it happened, you know, what Wormtail did, what Barty Crouch Jr. did, all this kind of stuff. And then he um, he wants to duel Harry. So he releases Harry, tells him to pick up his wand, um, and they duel. Yeah, and it, it's it's really like he wants to – you know, he wants to destroy Harry Potter in front of his followers to show his followers that, you know, he's stronger than Harry because all of them kind of have the, you know, the doubt in the back of their head. Oh, like, absolutely. is it really uh, because of this or is Harry Potter just that powerful that he's more right. powerful than the Dark Lord? And right. that's why he's so. But um, and in the movie, you just again, they kind of make it like luck, you know, like yes. Harry gets out of it by luck. Yes. And, right. But in the book, he fights. He you fights. Know, like he I fights mean, it talks back. about, you know, he's strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just see him in the movie. They're kind of, you know, their wands connect. So what happens, guys, is is they, they both, you know, throw a spell and they connect. And they're just kind of holding it there. You know, two spells kind of going at it. Um, and they're just kind of holding it. But in the movie, or in, I mean, I'm sorry, in the book, I mean, yeah, you're right. It talks about Harry's handshaking. You know, he's trying, holding on with everything. Yeah, and they're, I mean, in the book too, it's going back and forth and back and right. forth because it's like, for those of you, have, if, you, if you've seen Dragon Ball Z, Devin, okay, that's just, <laughs> that's just what I pick. So, like, they always do it like whoever's more power, like their beams meet and whoever's the more powerful one overwhelms the other one and then the other one right. dies. And that, sure. that's what this is. It goes back and forth because right. it's all, it, and it, you, you finally see that Harry Potter is super powerful as a wizard right. in the book, right? Not in yeah. the movie, but in the book, because it's going, he's going back and forth and both of them are giving it their all. Right. And then, right. you know, and then this weird thing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This weird thing. Yeah. So Harry actually pushes Voldemort's beam back into his wand. Um, because what you find out is Harry and Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand are brothers. And so they can't, they can't do deadly harm to each other. And yep. so when they when when Harry overtakes Voldemort's beam, it starts producing you know the recent spells which was performed with Voldemort's wand, which were all murders. Yeah, all it's all killing curses. So right, you have yeah spirits of everyone he killed coming um, back, coming back, coming out of the wand, and it's not their actual spirits. But it, it's them right. in a sense, you know? It's that, yeah, right. Yeah, the book describes it as like an echo of them yeah. pretty much, yeah. you know? Um, and so one one thing I thought that was really cool, so like, yeah, Cedric comes back, um, the graveyard tenant comes back, Bertha Jorkins comes back, which she's not in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's mentioned a little bit, but her spirit's not, you know, in the book. Or, I mean, in the movie. Yeah, no, because, I mean, even in the book, very minor character, you know? Right, right. Um uh yeah so cedric the gravekeeper and then harry's parents come back because they were the last people that he killed before he died the previous yep. time and and so it's i mean in that to me too i wish in the movie they would have done what the book is because in the book it's more of a like huge touching moment for harry oh, you know yeah, like it's, it's his first time seeing anything like his parents really yes right you know so ever. it, it yeah, hits him super hard and then right right and I love the part of the book, and they didn't do this in the movie, when when Harry's mom says, hang on just a little longer, your dad's coming. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because they – and then and then because the echoes have a plan. 
Right. You know, because Voldemort's there. He has all of his followers too. So even if Harry beats Voldemort, he's probably going to die. Because right. there's so many other, you know, grown powerful wizards here. Right. You know, because the the people who had the mark, that's how Voldemort summoned them when he came back, like are his inner people. Right. You know, yes. just a select few of very powerful dark wizards. Right. So um they have a plan, but again, instead of implementing the plan right away when his mom comes out, because there's already like four or five people there. Yeah. Right. She she does. She tells, hang on, your father's coming. And right. that is right. just like a like you yeah. said, that's just a huge, it's, huge yeah. thing, like super, super huge touching moment, you know, for right, Harry. Right. Yeah. And so, so pretty much, yeah. So their, their plan is, you know, they're, when Harry breaks a connection, they're going to kind of shield Voldemort for a moment. They can't do it forever, obviously, because they're just spirits, but they're going to shield him for a moment. Um, Cedric asks Harry to bring his body back to Hogwarts, which... I thought, yeah, absolutely. Bring my body back. Bring my body back to my father. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, right? My oofta. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so they shield Voldemort. Harry breaks the connection um, and then runs back, grabs Cedric, uh, brings the, the port key back over to him, and then they go back gone. to Hogwarts. Yeah, but in the, in the book, though, it's not, just, it's not just Voldemort they block off. You know, they, they block, they block off yeah. all the followers. Right. I mean, in, in the movie, it's just Voldemort, you know? Right. right. So, but in the book, they make it so it's understood that like they, you know, like Harry was facing a bunch of people if, right. you know, he tried to go by himself after he pushes Voldemort back. So it's like right. in the book, you know, they block off everybody so he can escape with Cedric's body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, so, they hit the porky again. Hit the porky. And then come back to the center of where uh, the stadium, where all the fans are, you know, yes. back at the start of the maze. Right. And it's, uh, I, I, th- I think the movie did a pretty good job depicting how this I think it did too. Out. Yeah. Obviously. So like, you know, nobody back at the stands knows what's happening or has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're all just cheering, you know, we have a champion kind of deal. Um, yeah. The two Hogwarts people yep. won, you right. know? Yeah. And Harry's oh. just laying on Cedric's body, mm-hmm. you know. And so, obviously, people figure out what's going on. They figure out Cedric's dead. And everybody starts kind of freaking out. And then uh, Harry gets taken away from yeah. and from everything by C- Mad-Eye. Cedric's dad, too. That oh, yeah. part is like... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. Right. Yes. Oh. Man. Um, Re- reading that when you have a son... You know, like hits you way more than it did for me before. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> before I even, had one. Even watching oh. that movie last night, I was like, oh, "Man, you know what? Yeah, you know, it's just crazy." Um, but uh, yeah. So then you find out, you know, Mad Eye takes Harry back to his office, and you find out that Mad Eye's not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Mad Eye's actually, you know, Barty Crouch Jr., who is a Death Eater through and through. Um. And he's been he's been the one orchestrating this whole Triwizard tournament. Everything he orchestrated the return of the Dark Lord. Yep, exactly. You know, and he yep he made sure Harry got in. He put his name in the goblet. He made sure that he succeeded in all three tasks. Um, and and yeah, you find out which which in the movie they don't go into that much detail on how Barty Crouch did it. But in I the know. book, I mean, it's like four pages of just Barty talking about how he did. Yeah. It. 
And it, it's so, so Barty Crouch plays a, like at the end, you find out played, like had some, just an insane backstory. Right. You know, into this. Cause like his dad threw him in jail because he was a death eater and he helped torture Nibble's parents. Right. Yeah. Um, threw him in Azkaban, but his, his father threw him into Azkaban. Right. And then his mom's sick and dying. They go back, they transfigure him and then, you know, break him out of jail. Um, Barty Crouch's wife, Barty Crouch Jr.'s mom ends up dying. So they think Barty Crouch Jr. is dead right. in the books. Right. And he's not. He came, he's not. He orchestrated everything, broke out of his prison, basically, that his dad had him in. And right. Right. It's just nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. So he orchestrated the whole thing. Um, and now at the end of the fourth book, Lord Voldemort is back. And uh pretty much nobody outside of Dumbledore circle believes him. Yeah, I I love it in the book though. They just show you know cuz in the movie obviously, you know, Dumbledore comes in and like stops Moody from killing Harry and stuff, you know. Right. But it's like right. to me like in the book, he like for the first time you see like his power. His power. Yes, absolutely. And I yes. love that in the book. You know, right. like his in the power. Movie, I mean, he does, but in the book. Right. <laughs> and, and his like, um, I don't know, his just keen sense of like what's going on. You know what I mean? Because in mm-hmm. the movie, in the movie, you don't find this out. You know, they're just like, they just happen to go see Harry, you know, in Moody's office, right? When Moody's getting ready to kill him. But in the book, Dumbledore, you know, he says, you know, I knew you weren't mad. I Moody the moment you took Harry away from my side after something like this, like yeah. that, I would never have done that. He would have kept close. He, you know, kept Harry right by me. Yeah. And, and it, um, honestly though, it does show too, like, cause Dumbledore finds that out just on that small thing, but it right. shows how good Barty Crouch Jr. Did of acting like Mad-Eye Moody. It took him that long to figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. And, right. but again, like you said, you, you do see his keen sense of everything. And then right. because Harry comes back and he says that, you know, Voldemort's back. Voldemort's back. He does that in the book too. And then that's when Moody takes him away. And like, like Devin said, Dumbledore knew in the book. He knew right there. That's not right. Yep. Right. So yeah, so they come in, uh, you know, they save, they save Harry from Mad-Eye at the end there. And then, uh, yeah. And then from then on, it's just kind of them figuring out what their next move is. um, So in the movie, you don't really find out what happens to Barty Crouch Jr. afterwards. True. True. And in the, the book, that's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, um, Minister of Magic. Yeah, yeah Mr. Right? Fudge. Little, little D-bag fudge. Oh, my goodness, yeah. In the movie, they don't they don't depict him in the movie as as big of a douche as he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? In real um, life, yeah. Yeah, he he comes in and obviously Dumbledore wants to like question Barty Crouch Jr. more. You know, right. figure out exactly what's happening, what the Dark Lord's right thing is. And Fudge comes in with the mentors and just ends that and just ends it. Yep, he just has yeah. the Dementors perform their you know their kiss of death pretty much suck out Which, his soul. Yeah, sucks out his soul. So he becomes yep. a, like a lifeless like his body's yeah. alive, but there's no one home. There's like yeah, basically there's I no picture like brain dead, being brain dead. Right, that's what right. happens with this. So like. Yep. He just comes in and does it, and then he, you know, immediately starts saying that Dumbledore's lying, you right. know, yeah. and Harry's yep. lying, and yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, that ending scene where Harry's in the hospital, like you talked about, you know, Sirius Black is in there, Sirius and Black is all there, the Snape Weasleys there. are there, all the Weasleys, like, yep. 
And yep. it's one thing. Too, I think it's with Snape. Yeah. 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 I thought that was really cool. And I think the movies, you know, you kind of know Snape's side kind of deal with how close him and Dumbledore are. But mm-hmm. like it really shows Snape's commitment in the book when Dumbledore says, you know what you need to do. And obviously seeing the movie and seeing Snape's role play out, you know what he's talking about. Yeah. Now it's it. He has to go back to the Dark Lord, and you can just see the dread. Um, you can just feel the dread in the book. You know, he yeah, says like he he does not want to do this. No, but and the, but he will. Yeah, and to me, it shows like just how much he did turn. You know, at that point, he turned around. He right. he did not because b- beforehand he's a Death Eater. For those of you who don't know, he used to be a Death yes. Eater. He's one of he, and he's a very powerful wizard. He is absolutely. You know, it, it, when it. You find out in the later books, like he is second in command of Lord Voldemort. Like he yeah. is stronger than every other follower. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a badass. He is. Yes. And you find he out is. like, and he does not like, he was the big, bad second in command and he still doesn't want to go back to Voldemort. He right. is, you know, completely changed, completely yes. change of heart and wants right. to, he wants to kill Voldemort, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, right. it's just, right. it's just crazy. Like you said, you just feel and, you know, they, give you the picture of dread that he has he does not want to do it but you know he knows he has to right right and it shows that i mean it shows a great character i think with snake it does get that movie no you don't till the end you know like they just they build up that moment so much but one thing too that um i think and at the at the end kind of picks it too but like during the triwizard tournament they could have their parents come and visit them Sure, and, right. and obviously, you know, house, yeah. Harry's aunt and uncle that are in charge of him hate, you know, hate him. And yeah. Sirius Black is on the run, so you can't have income. <laughs> right. So right. the the Weasley, the, the Weasleys, Weasleys. Yeah, I love visit Weasleys. him, and like yep. you just see how like they they kind of took Harry in as a son. You know, to yep. me that that part in the mo- the book, I was like, that is, you know, it's they don't cool. build that up in the movies either. They, I mean, they kind of no. do, but not as much. Right. Right. And. You know, like, I mean, Mrs. Weasley, like, argues with Sirius Black on what to do during yeah. this, you know, yeah. like, at the end. And you right. just she's see, got like, that mother, that kind of motherly protection of Harry. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is so cool. Right. Okay. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's. That's, that's the book. That's the book. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, guys, we could sit here probably all day and talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, and I, um, especially that ending scene. Like Devin said, we could have talked about that forever. We skipped forever. over so many details There's because so we're just, much. So we're already much. going long for you guys, so we apologize. <laughs> yes. but. And and some of us, for you know, for those of you who don't know, we're recording this. Uh, we started at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, um some of Central us have time. to get to Se- yeah. seven Eastern time. So not only did yeah, I get yeah. to sleep in an extra hour than Dev, <laughs> yeah. you know, he has to go um, to work. <laughs> I got to go to work. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Um, but okay. So to wrap up, George, give me one, uh, one thing that you would take out of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that you think we could apply as men oh. today. Um, I guess like Sirius Black is my favorite character, right? Right. So just seeing that him risking it all to be sure. as close, you know, cause like we said, he's on the run, you know, like, right. Prime, yeah. The minister of magic wants to throw him in jail, wants to give him the death eaters kiss, you know, take away his soul. And he, he, you know, he was far away too. He was super right. far away. Stuff started happening and he immediately came back. He risked yeah. 
everything, everything to make sure he was as close to Harry as he possibly could. So right. close that he is in the same room as the Minister of Magic. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, right. in, in dog yeah. form, but still, in, he, right. is, still. he is there right. and he doesn't leave Harry's side that whole time while he right. is in the hospital wing until, you know, until at the end where Dumbledore also tells him, he knows, you know, like, you need to go yeah, do this, this, and this to help us. Right. And he, you know, that's the only time he leaves, though. Like, he is there. He is risking his life just to make sure that he is present, Yeah, you know, to make sure that he is there for Harry. And to me, to me, that's just a big thing because, like, he he doesn't have to be, you know, Harry's not his biological son. He doesn't have to step up, you know, if he doesn't want to, he's not obligated to do it. Right. But right. On top of that, you know, him being on the run too, it's like Harry would have completely understood why Sirius black wasn't there. Yeah. Completely understood. But instead he, he doesn't give a crap about himself. He cares about Harry and he is there as a father to right. Harry standing up and just being present with Harry. And I think that, Obviously, I mean, how, how many of us would risk all that just to be, even though we right, knew our right. son was safe, right? Because, right. you know, he's okay now, right. he's healing, Dumbledore's there, the most powerful wizard ever. <laughs> yeah. You don't have, you know, he doesn't have to be there. No, but all. he chooses Harry's to. safe, but he chooses to be there anyways, yeah. to be there for Harry. Right. So to me, that's like, we need to, no matter what's going on, we need to be there for our kids, for our family, for our loved ones, for people we care about. You know, you just, no matter what the consequences are, you need to step up and do it. Sure. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Right. What about I think, you? Um, you got one? I think, yeah, I think, um, I think, I think Snape's reaction to me just, it just really kind of blew me away um, in the book. I mean, you know, you can, you can feel it in the book that he's like, this is the one thing that he's dreaded for years and years, you know, 13 years to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he thought he was done with it. He thought he was out of that life. He thought he was, you know, um, kind of done playing this you know this evil guy and the the character that snape shows is just so courageous and so just um just kind of absolute you know mm -hmm. he um i mean dumbledore didn't even have to convince him he, you know what i mean he didn't he yeah. didn't whine he didn't you know he didn't try to debate or, or bargain with dumbledore at all and, and try to figure out a you know because what reasonable person when when someone tells you, yep, you have to go back into that really, really crappy situation, what person wouldn't say, well, can we at least, like, talk about an alternative? You know what I mean? Like, can yeah. we at least, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, and not, not to, like, interrupt you quick, but, yeah, like, yeah, to help no. people understand this a little more, like, his thing is, like, on top, you were second in command in the Dark Lord's army, right? right? But you turned side, and now for 13 years, you have been Dumbledore's right-hand man, oh, absolutely. who was the biggest enemy of Lord Voldemort. So it's like, not right. only is he going like have to go back and be the bad guy, but he has to go back after being the right-hand man to the Lord, the Dark Lord's biggest right. enemy. Right. So it's like, he Voldemort, there was a chance that Voldemort just kills Snape on the spot. There Absolutely. was a chance of that. And Snape is powerful, but he's not Dumbledore or Voldemort powerful. Right. You know, so he he had a chance where if he shows up, which he's is what Dumbledore dead. had him go do, dumb, like Voldemort just kills him. Right. So like, it, it isn't like, oh, he's going back and taking on this giant leadership role and, you know, like a prince to the king of Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, like right. there's a chance no. he's going to freaking die as soon as he shows yes. his face. Absolutely. Right. And the, 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 what stood out to me is just the character. I mean, like I said, he didn't, he didn't bargain. He didn't whine. He just said, okay, turned around yep. and walked out. I mean, that is to me, 
that's an alpha. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. absolutely. I mean, just just taking it as far as, you know, like, yep, I know this is going to suck, but I I know it's what I have to do. And just, mm-hmm. you know, swallowing whatever kind of feelings, pride or anxiety or whatever, and just and just doing it. Yep. And he, I mean, Snape's my second favorite character out of the yeah, whole series. Oh, I, yeah, I love but, Snape. He's, he's and great. It, I mean, in the movies, they kind of do it, but like you can, you know, obviously you taking that in, like just right. he's why he's my second favorite character once right. you read the books, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's just super yeah, cool. It's great. Okay, guys. Well, I we are running short on time, but it wouldn't be a Harry Potter episode if I didn't throw a couple of fun facts at you. Yes, okay. always have to. Always have to. So we're going to, I'm going to rattle these off pretty quick and then we're going to wrap up. Um, okay. So for those of you who don't know, a, so in the Chamber of Secrets, you remember the Basilisk, the big snake. Yep. So they actually, in the movies, they reused the Basilisk frame um, to construct the dragon that Harry fought in the first task. So if you pay attention, you can see some similarities between the Hungarian Horntail and the Basilisk from the second movie. Yeah, Which I thought was yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, like I would have, um, I never thought of this beforehand, but now pictured in my like head, like you can yeah. see it, right? Yeah, wow. absolutely. Um, okay, fun fact number two: the the underwater scene, the second task, the underwater scene took they spent forty a total of not all in consecutive, obviously, but a total of forty one hours underwater shooting that scene, which Dang. is just insane. Yeah, they had Dang. a. Uh, they they constructed an, an enormous five hundred thousand liter tank to to film these these scenes in. And you could um, have, I mean, it, to me that just speaks to them wanting it realistic because they could have just CGI'd that crap in. Absolutely yeah. right. You know? Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay. Fun fact number three. Um, while most of the cast in the Yule Ball. Um, we're given three weeks worth of dancing classes. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry Potter, could only attend four days of training and was acting flat out in every scene behind fil- or being filmed. So this uh, res- obviously resulted in very poor footwork, um, according to, you know, that's what Daniel said. Um, so it, which is why we mostly see him from the waist up. Because his his footwork is just like not terrible, not on par. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Right, right. Um, so uh, in the book, so this is another one in the book. J.K. describes Lord Voldemort of having red eyes with slits, a lot mm-hmm. like a serpent's eyes. Um, which, if you know, in the movie, it's kind of not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense as he you know shares an affinity with snakes and kind of deal. Um, the, the director, the filmmaker, had intended to make this look, but Ralph, who plays Voldemort, um, persuaded them against it. Uh, he, he convinced them that he could give a greater and more um, a, a greater performance if his eyes weren't altered. And I think I think he did phenomenal playing Voldemort. No, yeah, he did great, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Last fact, and this is just kind of a little fun one. So to deter as much attention as possible when they were filming the fourth movie, um, they gave it a every, – every, actually every Harry Potter was given a different title um, to defer attention while they were filming. Um, and so the Goblet of Fire's alternate title uh, was Harry Potter 
Happy Days. Hmm. Which, as you can, was kind of a uh, oxymoron, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like they had to do that because, like, most of this was shot in Europe, right? Yeah, right. And right. The, J.K. Rowling's a British author, and it like right. Harry Potter is huge in the states. It's even bigger over there. Yeah, absolutely. Like yep. way bigger. So they yep. had, you know, the, I I right. understand why they had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Just one quick last little one, just because it makes me laugh. So, uh, the audience for Harry Potter, the fans of Harry Potter in Iceland, got a real kick out of it because whenever the reporter Rita Skeeter came on the scene um, in Iceland Skeeter means shit so <laughs> everybody just busted out laughing every time uh, they said her name it was yeah, Rita shit sense. I Rita like shit. it yep. um, okay guys that's our fun facts that's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire we hope you guys enjoyed it um, yeah unfortunately I have to get to work and so we uh, yeah I know we got some announcements but they're pretty much all the same, so go back and listen to uh, the last episode if you want to tune into some more things. Yeah. The only thing we're going to say, though, is next week's episode, watch the movie John Q before you listen to it. Yes, absolutely. John Because that is what we're going to be discussing. So it's a great just movie. go do that. It's a great movie. Um, watch it. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. But All right, guys. Well, we love you. We appreciate everything you do, and we'll catch you next time. On man up. And remember, don't be a beta, be an alpha. Warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. Where are you, men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. <laughs> I've been waiting for it to pop up, but. Uh. It's, it's even earlier for you, so I understand. Thanks. <laughs>